Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Yankee Socks Off podcast where we forget to record sometimes. Twice. In 24 okay. hours. Yeah. Hello. Uh, welcome back um, to our fans out there. This is going to be a shorter show and probably <laughs> even a little bit shorter than we planned on it being because we just talked for the last 20, 30 minutes um, and realized we weren't recording again. Um, recorded, we thought we recorded an episode last, this week's episode yesterday and forgot to hit, we forgot to hit the recording button. I did the same to thing the today. Button. Yeah, just did it about 15 minutes ago. Just forgot to yeah. hit it again after so, we talked about it for an hour. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, you guys can see that I have had a long week. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I'm here for you guys. Here for the yeah, fans. We are both here for you guys. We're going to stick through this. Um, and just like we have the past couple of times, we'll start with the MLB lockout. Yep. Um, and if you guys don't like the shorter show or you like the shorter show because it's better for your, your rides to work or something like that, let us know. Um, but today we're going to start with the MLB lockout. Somber news. Um, past couple weeks, it's been leading to this. It's been inevitable. Doomsday has come. MLB games have been canceled. Yep. Yeah. Uh, really sad week. Um, it's it, it's been a little bit tough to to gather and just to kind of recognize that we're not going to have baseball when we're supposed to have baseball this year. Really hurts me as a big fan. Um, I know it hurts a lot of people out there too. It's it it just feels. A little bit selfish to me on the owner's part, on Rod Manfred's part. I, uh, you know, I've been siding with the players for a long time. And um, ultimately, I, I feel like what went down this week is just really bad for the game of baseball in a time where baseball needs to be at its best. And uh, I mean, viewership is already going down and now we're going to have a late start to the season. So it's just kind of things are piling up and um, it's just frustrating as a fan. Um, and uh, it would be nice to see a little bit of progress between the Players Association and the MLB, but uh, but I'm not sure when we're going to see that. Yeah, the main sticking points, I mean, I said this was inevitable. It has been because when the owners initiated this lockout um, about, what, now? It's almost two months ago now. Um, that first month, they did not schedule a meeting with the MLBPA to even to start discussions. Um, and they were playing this like the owners usually do wait till last minute, throw out a quote unquote best offer and try to bully the players into accepting the offer. And the players held firm hats off to them. Um, the owners offered a bad offer um, in the eyes of the players and the players held strong, but when you when it's basically players being millionaires versus owners being billionaires, um, 
you tend to side more and more. So now you're, you're looking at it like the owners are trying to just be sticklers here um, and be the businessmen that they are. And I can only side with the players. Um, but in all honesty, as fans, we miss out on games. So screw players versus owners. Uh, what about the fans? If it was players, owners versus fans, I'm all about the fans. I might be a little yeah. bit biased there as a fan, but I want to see baseball. No, I'm with the fans too. And that's not coming from bias because we all know how great of an athlete I am. Um, really good player for the Boston Red Sox. But, you know, I, I'm with the fans too. I mean, like you can't, you can't not be with the fans. The fans are the ones that make this sport what it is. Um, obviously the players as well, the players work, you know, their asses off getting to the point where they are, uh, including myself. It's, it's not an easy stretch. Um, plenty of years in the minors, definitely a, a difficult route to the bigs, but, um, but yeah, like, you know, I, that's, that's kind of why I side with those sides. Cause I, I mean, those are, those are the people who bring the heart to the game. Those are the people who put their lives into this sport. And, uh, and honestly, I just can't say the same for the owners. Yeah. Uh, Not all. They make the stadiums as beautiful as they are. And yeah. Well, they, I could watch baseball if it was in good. the Sandlot field. That's true, but you're not the average fan and neither <laughs> am I. Um, but all I wanted to say at the end here was just a sum summation. Um, we've said this a couple of times when talking about the lockout, but the main sticking points to look out for as, um, as a viewer of this lockout situation with the MLB um, is that two series now have been canceled opening games. So about five games ish, the opening week of games, and they'll continue to get canceled as the lockout goes on um, over these weeks. So hopefully a deal gets done sooner rather than later. They have agreed to a 12 team playoff, expand the playoff, which is nice for every team that's rooting for, because as seen this year, a wild card team in, in the Brit. No, no, a division winning team that wasn't viewed as a real contender in the Braves won it all and just went on a great run. So anybody can win it all if you get it, get into the playoffs. That's that's really what this what I'm trying to say here. But the three main sticking points to look out for are minimum salary, a luxury tax. Players want a higher one. Owners want a lower one and a pre arbitration bonus pool for those younger players who are playing well, but are on lower salaries, a chance for them to make real, real good chunk of change at the end of the year. And in every case, the players want more than the owners are willing to offer. But yeah, that's a just quick summation. And then also um, I will I will add um, okay. to the playoff picture. It sounds like uh, recently there's a recent um, uh, thing that's going around. The players had talked to some MOB officials yesterday and discussed that they would be willing to expand to a 14 team playoff uh, as opposed to the 12 that was agreed on Monday night, if it meant meeting uh, some of the other players command uh, demands. Um, and so potentially that would increase the MLB's likelihood to uh, give a little bit more money to the bonus pool and, um, and increase uh, the 
uh, luxury tax at the player as the players had requested. So um, hopefully that might get us closer to a deal. The players, um, I mean, have been the side that's compromised the entire time. And so uh, this might just be another compromise that the owners just, you know, kind of don't really do much about, and they just take advantage of the players wanting to have a season and, and, uh, and get to the point where we could have games. So hopefully the owners don't take advantage of that once again, but uh, as we've seen in the past couple of months, the, the players are really very willing to try to meet the owners in the middle. Yeah. Um, and well, from what you just told me, we might be going backwards, but unless somber news or I guess somber news as well, Derek Jr. stepping down um, as the CEO of the Marlins. I just hope the captain comes back to New York, and that's all I have to say there. Love yeah. you, Derek. Um, yeah, really, really good uh, idea for him to step down, uh, having not agreed with the the direction that Miami was going into. So uh, hats off to him. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and as you know, um, some of some people might be upset Super Bowl's over, no more football, and you might be saying this is a lull, lull in the time of year, but no. Nope. March hits. It's March, baby. Um, it's, it's it is time. Season. No, no. <laughs> we can let's talk. Let's talk hockey. You went to one of your first first hockey games Second in hockey a while. Game. In a while, you went to a Hurricanes game. Yeah. How was it? Do you remember it? my first and hockey game? Yeah, I brought you to your yep. first yep. hockey game. Yeah, just yes. just wanted to put that out there for everyone to know. Uh, my best bud Gamby and uh, his dad brought me to a hockey game. Uh, the Devils uh, Prudential Center in Newark, right? Yeah, New Newark, yeah. New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. Um, first hockey game. That was a fun time. Uh, I didn't catch the hockey buzz because I believe it was during baseball season. So I kind of went home and just kept watching baseball. Uh, I went to my first uh, hockey game since then. Uh, the other night, last Friday, and I'm starting to catch some of the hockey buzz. Maybe, maybe that's non-baseball season. Matt talking, uh, someone just kind of looking for something to watch each night because I've been a little bit bored by the NBA, to be honest. Uh, coming off the All-Star break, not really a ton going on. Not really massive games yet. As we get towards the end of the season, I, I think it'll pick up a little bit. But watching that hockey game the other night was just exhilarating for me given that especially the hockey season is, where is it? Like pretty much in beginning-ish. Where are we? Uh, no, it's it's kind of on track with the NBA season. Okay. And it ends a little bit before the NBA does. Gotcha. Uh, a little bit shorter, but, but it's, de- it's yeah, after the it was, all-star break. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, given that, like, I mean, we're kind of going down the stretch, but the arena in Raleigh, where the hurricanes play was just so exciting. Like it was, it was just such a fun time. Like everybody was full gung ho for, for the hurricanes. It felt like playoff sport there. Um, and I was all in on it. I mean, I was sitting up in the upper deck, uh, not great seats, but, um, but I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a novice hockey fan, but I would be willing to say that, there's not really a bad seat in that arena. Um, I, I was able to see everything that was going on. Nice little bird's eye view. Kind of felt like I was watching on TV. And uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I loved it. It was it was very exciting. The Hurricanes ended up winning for nothing, so it was kind of uh, an onslaught. A uh, you know, they they just kind of destroyed the other team, and um, I believe it was like forty two shots on goal to nine for most of the time up until the end. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a good first Hurricanes game to go to. I will be going back most likely. Um, we get, we get tickets through work. So, uh, I might be able to go again sometime next year. Uh, cause I, I don't think I could go again this year. I don't think that, um, my group has access to tickets anymore, but I will definitely be going back. I had a wonderful time and I am sure that I'm going to be watching some hockey on the TV as uh, the playoffs come around this year. That is the most I've ever heard you talk hockey. Usually on here, we just yeah. say one thing about hockey and then say that was us talking hockey. But right, wow. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm glad you're into hockey because there's nothing you watch the regular season game, but playoff hockey. Let me tell you, is one of the coolest things. Even to watch it on TV, the crowd there looks incredible. Not that every sport in the playoffs is much different, um, because there's just a new energy in the building, but Hockey games, being there even in the regular season, the energy is fantastic because it's enclosed. It's so loud. Everybody goes crazy. Um, and when the home team wins, it's always a good night. So I'm glad you had a blast because good time. I'm going to a Hurricanes game this Sunday against the Kraken, one of the worst teams in the league, playing one of the best Seattle teams in the Kraken. league. So the Hurricanes should be able to win, and I hope they do. Yeah, I, I hope so too because I'll get a free Chick-fil-A sandwich the next day. For uh, for Hurricanes home games, for those who don't know, you don't even you get have a free Chick Fil A Nope, you don't even have wow. to be at the game. You just log into yeah. the app. You have to be in the area, have your location settings on, and uh, and they'll say claim your free Hurricane sandwich question mark, and you click yes, and then you could get a free Chick Fil A sandwich on the Monday after the game. So, yeah, Bummer. I I leave on on Monday, so I can't work out on that, but. I'm happy that you will work out on that. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So next, next year, we kind of hinted at it. Um, Cause it's March. Um, but I'm not going to go there yet where you think I'm going, everybody. It's mock yeah. draft season, everybody. Right. The NFL mock draft season is electric. The combines, the, the this biggest weekend. bracket of the year is the bracket going into the combine. Biggest bracket of the year. Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, I, I don't know anything else that has anything to do with brackets or yeah. Bracket. So I'll, they call they call something bracketology. Um, yeah. But it's NFL season. The hype. It's always NFL season year round. Um, I'm excited because our Giants have two picks in the top ten. So hopefully those don't go to waste. Um, it's also the season of players getting cut and people making cap moves. Um, which the Giants need to dig out of a hole. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's mock draft season. And as we mentioned, it is the – yeah, yeah, there's brackets. Um, yeah. If we want to talk about actual brackets, we can as well because it is March, and I hinted at this, it but March. it is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. It's March. It's March Madness, baby. Senior um, guards. Senior guards, baby. I preach this every year. Um, 
I don't know how this works, but every year I pick a bracket, there has to be at least one senior guard on the team I pick to win that is a at least getting 20-something minutes a game. Because I just feel like those upperclassmen guards are so much help to a team not turning the ball over, having that late game mastery and free throw shooting in, in some of these bracket games comes to bite teams in the arse, you know? Yeah. Um, so I love getting my bracket busted early just because everybody else's bracket gets busted early. And I hope and pray and I dream about every year becoming the first perfect bracket in a while, but I – I know deep down that it's not going to happen, but every time I fill out a couple, I fill out one bracket every year. That's it. I know you get multiple entries on CBS and ESPN, but I only fill out one and I take, it probably takes me like five hours to fill it out. I'm not yeah, joking. I, I don't have the patience to fill out more than one. I'm with yeah, you. I, I'm just like, I don't want to root for anything else. I want to put my best foot forward and if that's not good enough, it's not good enough, you know? Right, yeah. I don't, I don't need backups in life. I don't need backup plans. I have my plans, and then we roll with it. And if those plans don't work out, then we go to a new plan A. Like, it's – that's that's my motto there. Um, but college basketball, I mean, I'm a huge UConn Huskies fan with family from Connecticut, and I grew up going to those games, both, both women's and men's. So that's who I'll be rooting for. Um, but my early pick to win it all, um, even before all of the conference tournaments finish out, and conference tournament seasons is nothing to sleep on either. The tournament, the NCAA tournament and conferences, there's so many good moments. There's so many. You see, you see teams that have only won single-digit games all year go into their conference tournaments, somehow win and make it to the NCAA tournament. Those are some crazy, crazy stories. Um, I saw a 12 team beat a five the other day on a tip in buzzer beater. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the season. I think this is the season of giving it's my favorite time of year. Um, but yeah, that I, I can't, I I'm at a loss for words here, how excited I am, but I'll just throw this out there. I think you need two championships as a coach to be an absolute, to be considered one of the greatest like Wooden, Krzyzewski or um, Dean Smith, any of those names to be up there this year. I think this man gets the second blue collar team, SEC baby all the way as South Carolina Gamecock alumni. We root for the SEC. We don't like playing this team in football for some reason, but I think the Kentucky Wildcats bring home a championship this year. They have, they start two seniors, three juniors, have a freshman stud sixth man by the name of Ty Ty Washington. Oh my God, what a name. That's high. It's like high shy with uh, when I used <laughs> to say high shy and shy yep, Smith yep, yep. now on the Panthers. Great wide receiver for South Carolina. But Ty Ty, how do you not love a team? with a guy named Ty Ty and they're going to probably have um, their West Virginia transfer, Oscar Tibochet. I did not say his name right. Um, and I'm not even going to try to spell it, 
actually, I have the spelling right here. It's T-S-H-I-E-B-W-E. I'm so sorry if I spell, if I sound, if I sounded your name wrong. Um, but that is his name. And yeah, he's probably going to win the Wooden Award. And they have another transfer, grad transfer, and Kellen Brady from Davidson, who's a sharp shooting senior that I think is going to carry them to a championship and get John Calipari his second. You know uh, who else is going for their second, Natty? Yeah, who's going for the second, Natty? Don Staley. Don Staley is. The South Carolina yep. women could definitely supplant Don Staley in the history books, even though she – she is already there in our, in my opinion. I'm oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, but she's, she's definitely there. The pro, put the program on the map, um, and, and hopefully they can take it home this year. They have a great roster that's like they play almost 11 girls 10 minutes or more, um, and they play um, eight, eight girls 15 minutes or more. So it's a very deep team. Um, that a team that I think could go all the way led by Zaya cook and Alila Boston. Um, yeah, I, I love this team and I think they can take it, take it all the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm with you. I, I love the Gamecocks. Uh, the, the women's basketball team has made our school look really, really good in the past couple of years when other teams, um, unmentioned teams have not done that. So I give a lot of props to our women's team because they have kept us on the map. And, uh, and I'm just really excited to, to watch Don Staley coach another one and uh, try to go deep into, into March here. So uh, I will be tuning in for sure. You got you to gotta pick for – I think we're going to both pick South Carolina on the women's side, but I took Kentucky for the men. You got to pick for, for men's basketball. Oh, yeah, I got to pick. Yeah, let me hear it. Yep. Um, yeah, we uh, hmm. – how's Murray State this year? Oh, my God. <laughs> John Morant is no longer on Murray okay, State. Okay, 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 okay. I'll, I'll take uh, – I'll take um, – we're taking Alabama again. This is the team I took earlier this week. When uh, we tried to record a podcast and I forgot to hit the record button, so I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Alabama. Uh, they have won so many times in football that I don't even know how many times they've won. Nick Saban is an incredible coach. Uh, that football program has attracted some immense talent in uh, their, their basketball program, including Colin Sexton a couple of years ago to kind of rejuvenate uh, the basketball team and, and get that get that squad going. Um, other recruits have followed suit in recent years and Alabama finds themselves in the top 25 right now going into March. And uh, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Alabama finds their way into the SEC conference championship. Just saying wow. it's a possibility. It's a possibility. They're a young team that has immense talent, but they just don't bring it night in, night out. And we're, when you're playing back-to-back games um, in a couple days, I think – I mean, maybe that keeps them more locked in, but I don't think so. I just don't have a lot of faith in them. But I have no reasoning except for uh, Alabama just knows how to win in everything. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> I love it. All right. I can't even argue with that. I mean, I would gladly make a wager with you that Kentucky will do better in the tournament in both tournaments than Alabama will. But, um, but the, I'll the let point you, that I mean, we're both getting to, though, I think it's going to be a great year for the SEC. Who, I, I mean, let's face it, the SEC hasn't really, uh, I, besides Kentucky's uh, history, uh, recent history under Cal, uh, Coach Calipari. Um, the SEC hasn't really been uh, a real strong contender in March. They haven't really had a lot of favorites in recent years. Um, well, it, I mean recent years as in the past couple of decades. But in recent years, they're, they're definitely making strides. Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky. I mean, like all these teams are kind of finding their way into the top 25 year in and year out for the past two or three years. Uh and so I'm just honestly intrigued to to see it because I feel like the you know the more seasons we go through, the more SEC teams we've been seeing in the Final Four, and uh, I mean that's pretty awesome, honestly. I I feel like uh, South Carolina kind of kicked us off in the right direction. They they made the Final Four six years ago, and uh, Auburn made it last year, and I mean. We're, we're kind of just – we're going uh, towards towards better trends for the SEC, and uh, and they're becoming a basketball conference too, so watch out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the SEC has been slept on, but as we – when we were freshmen, South Carolina went all the way to the Final Four, um, and, and teams from the SEC, because they play good defense um, and they're physical – um, they got some low-key talent. Usually Kentucky's good every year, but now Auburn made a run to the Final Four a couple of years ago. Or was it last Was it last year? It was last year, Auburn. Yeah, no. last year. It was. No way. It was yeah. last year? Yeah, because I remember – the only reason why I remember is because um, – No, no, they lost wait. to UVA. That, this was three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm wise. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, because Baylor beat, Baylor beat Gonzaga this yeah. year in the in yeah in the championship game. Auburn um, was good last year, though, right? Or am I just yeah? Auburn that? was pretty good, but they yeah. Auburn was pretty good, but they yeah. Didn't, yeah. All right. Wait, well, my that? bad. Hold up. I'll look that up while we transition. Um, we hinted at – so we picked Alabama and Kentucky, um, showing our SEC bias. But we'll move on to the NBA to finish today's podcast. You mentioned Murray State because you're a John Morant lover. You right. loved him. You had to have him when we did 2K franchises four years ago, and that was a steal four years ago when he was a rookie and you were making those picks, or three years ago, rather, and we were doing those 2K franchises. I miss those dear to my heart. Um, but I kind of surprised you, um, yesterday when we tried, when we forgot to hit the record button. Um, but I came up with this segment. It's who would you rather John Morant for this year or somebody else? Um, and, and you, I, I, I asked you, where do you think John Morant ranks in the NBA out of best players in the NBA total 
and you just threw out a number and your original number, you remember what your original guess was where you yeah. would think you would land? I said eight. And I also don't, I, I want to make this clear. I don't think that Ja is the eighth best player in the league, or I didn't think that he would end up as the eighth best player in the league in my list. I was saying that of the people that I would like on my team to finish out the season, I thought that he might lie eight for this given season to have in the last couple of months going into the playoffs. Oh, okay. All right. Very, so very, uh, very specific. Side. All right. We'll go through this. Um, just yes or no. Is this player better than John ja Morant or not for this right. year, for the rest of the year, rest of the year to try to win a championship? Who are you taking on your team? Are you taking just a blank team? This would be the first round of like a fantasy draft for, for like all 30 teams. Um, number one, and I'm not talking about fantasy, fantasy basketball. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking to try to win a championship, like franchise mode in 2K. This is what we're right. going off of. Gotcha. Um, number one, Giannis Antetokounmpo or John Morant? Giannis. All right. No more needed to be said there, I don't think, for, for me or you. I'd much rather Giannis. Jokic or John Morant? Jokic. Steph Curry or John Morant? Steph. Joel Embiid or John Morant? John Morant. What? Hmm? What? What? What did you just say? John Morant. Or Joel Embiid? Yeah. One of those two. Ja. The best post player in the game, and you'd rather John Morant. Fine, I'll take him beat. I no just, no no just, don't, just, don't uh, be. no 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 just to make it clear to all the fans, I really want to pick Joth, and I think I would, but I can't. I can't say that. It's Embiid. He is the best post player in the league, and I'm super biased. But I just don't like him, and quite frankly, I just wanted to pick Joth there, but I don't think he's the right pick. So it's Embiid. Exactly. Somber note. For for reference here, the reason why we're doing this segment job of John Morant or who else is because I thought thinking about it, John Morant might be a fringe top 10 player already right now. Um, and that's crazy because he wasn't even the top pick. He was electric at Murray State, but the show, the primetime show that year was Duke basketball with Zion Williamson. You had to tune into those games. And Zion's been hurt. Um, and John Morant has taken the lead by storm. Past yep. two games he's had, he's at he's averaged 49 points per game in those games. He put up 98 points in two games. Crazy stuff. Two wins. Um, but Embiid since December has averaged 33 points, 11 and a half rebounds, and four and a half assists on over 50% shooting. So I think that's pretty good on a Sixers team that is top is top four in the East. Um, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So that's four players. So Ja would be minimum in the five slot. LaBrickashaw James. For those of you who don't know, I'm Bulls fan. Mom's from Chicago, Bulls, Blackhawks. I'm from Jersey. 
dad was a Yankees Giants fan, born and raised in Connecticut, and he only really cares about MLB and NFL. So that's why I like the Bulls, and I love Michael Jordan, so I hate all the – I don't – hate is a strong word, but I don't think it's right to compare Jordan and LeBron because they just – Jordan's had such a bigger effect on the game and has six rings, and LeBron, as we all know, only has four. So he's done it with three different teams, but he's handpicked all of those teams to be great around him. He's in a phenomenal player. And I'm not saying he's in the second best of all time. We can have that argument later. Um, but that's why I call him LeBrickashaw James. Um, Beal, LeBrickashaw James, LeBron James. Sorry, I'll give him respect. LeBron James or Michael Ju- – no, no, sorry, or John Morant. <laughs> LeBron. All right. That was easy. Uh, I also would take LeBron. Um and I think I might take LeBron over everybody with the way he's playing right now, even though he's 37. He's the only reason this team is even in the nine seed and in those play, that playing game team. Otherwise, this team would have like 15 wins. But he would not make a good GM. Russell Westbrook was a terrible selection. But that's not the segment. Kevin Durant or John Morant? Kevin Durant. Okay. Wait, I'm not going to. And for reference, I'm not going to say players who are probably going to be out the rest of the year, like Kawhi Leonard, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. They won't make this comparison list because this is just for the rest of the year. To be so, honest, I'm really glad that I don't have to pick between Dame and Ja. Really I happy about that. Really glad as well because that is a very difficult, difficult choice. But with the way Dame is so clutch. I might. You gotta pick Dame. It's like yeah. his, you really couldn't not pick him for the playoffs. Like if we're really focusing on down the stretch and playoffs, like that is your guy. He might be a top five playoff player in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree there. He um, might be. He might be a like on a short list of all time clutches players. So, just with that being said, I don't want to make that selection. <laughs> so, uh, so good thing we don't have to. The seventh name I'm bringing up here is Luka Doncic or John Morant. Yeah, I, I got to go with Luka on this one. Um, All right. I've said this. Luka hasn't gotten the praise that he deserves for numbers that he's putting up. And uh, he's still doing Luka things. And I feel like people are talking about him. So I uh, just want to give a shout out to, to my man, Luka. So that's seven guys better. So this is where you rank Ja at eight. Um, and I'm going to try to push that to, to pass 10 here. Um, Jimmy Butler, absolute stud, leading the Miami Heat, obvious leader, great two-way wing. Um, you don't find a lot of those. I miss you, Jimmy. Jimmy Butler or John Morant? Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy Buckets. I agree there. Um, and then – more bias coming in for me here, who I think is a top 10 player I'd, I'd have for the best for the rest of the year. Mr. Midrange himself um, at 32 years old, he's having the best season of his career. Um, he looks like he was saved from the Spurs. Greg Popovich, amazing coach, but DeMar DeRozan in a Bulls jersey with Billy Donovan. And Zach Levine around him, Vucevic around him, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso are hurt right now. DeMar has really 
taking this team by stride. I know I, I set you, you up take him. here. You uh, got to take yeah. him. You have to. What he's job. been doing this year is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, truly game changer for the Bulls this year. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll stick with that all day. The name that I'm going to bring up in the 10 slot here um, to slide in in head of Ja to round out the top 10 would be Devin Booker here, leader of the Suns. You could wait, say wait, Chris wait. Paul even. Chris Paul I would say Chris Devin Paul's Booker. better than Devin Booker. All right. Both, both of the guards Personally. starting guard. I, only because Chris Paul's hurt right now is why I gave Devin Booker the edge here. Yeah. Um, but Chris Paul or Devin Booker, would you rather Ja over either of them? Um, I would consider Ja over Devin Booker. Um, but wow. I can't say that right now because of what Devin Booker is doing without Chris Paul on the court. I haven't seen Devin Booker put up seasons like Ja did before Chris Paul was there. Before Chris Paul was there, Devin Booker was a very good basketball player. The Suns were a fringe average potential playoff team, kind of kind of on the outside looking in. Um, they had to win eight games in the bubble to just have a shot at making the playoffs, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Um, but that's, that's a sign of a really good player who wanted it really badly. He won eight games. He did what he could to get into the playoffs. And hats off to him. That was his first big playoff, big clutch moment. Um, the fact that John ja Morant is younger than he was at that time, bringing his team in at the four spot in the West, I'm tempted to say job ja because he clearly is the man and he's doing it. But given that Chris Paul's hurt right now and Devin Booker is still leading the Suns to victories after victories and the seven and a half game lead on the next team in the West, I just I can't wisely take jaw right now. Like I, Devin Booker is the more experienced guy. He has had bigger series as like I mean, the guy has kind of just ever since that bubble, he's kind of just lived in the playoffs, lived for the playoffs, uh, lived for the big moment. And I, I think a part of that he got from Chris Paul um, and he's proven it now with Chris Paul on the sideline. So right now I, I have to take Devin Booker. I, I think if you ask me. Um, you know, a little while ago before he was playing without uh, his buddy, Chris Paul. And, and before he had kind of proven that he could do it on his own. Um, I, I might've told you Ja, because he's already proven he could do it on his own, but given where the Suns are standing right now, got to take them Booker. The dude is electric. So that's 11 players. And for those of you who, who might be joining in late or something, uh, we did this segment yesterday Forgot to record the whole podcast, so redoing it today. Um, Beal, you wound up with Ja with those same 11 players being better. It hasn't changed a day later. Ja is going to wind up in your 12 spot. But I'm going to just rattle off a lot of players here, and you tell me just yes or no. Out of these bunch of players, the one player, the one or two players who you think you could make an argument that are better than than John Morant for the rest of the year. I can think of one, but but shoot, go for it. I'll say Trey Young, Paul George, nope. uh, Jason Tatum, nope. James Harden, nope. Donovan Mitchell, yes. Bam Adebayo, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown. Out of those um, eight players, 
what name sticks out to you? Donovan Mitchell sticks out above the rest. Okay. Um, James Harden is there. Uh, I, I don't want to hate on James Harden, but honestly, to me, he hasn't really proven that he could do it on his own. Um, he really hasn't. He was he was in a position to to make a deep run with Chris Paul, and as soon as Chris Paul got hurt, the Rockets just collapsed. And like to Harden's credit, he was hurt that year too, playing through injury late in the season. Um, and that's kind of been the story of his career, unfortunately. So maybe it's unfair to judge him, but I mean, if you're not on the court, I, I can't really evaluate how you're doing. And uh, I, honestly, this year, I I would take Ja over him just because I, I feel like going down the stretch, um, he's just packing more of a punch. And I mean, we'll see what the Sixers do, but so far, um, Harden hasn't really been able to to hold down the fort on his own. And he's got he's got a better player next to him. So like I, I don't know, it's just it's tough for me to judge that. Um, but I, I would say it's close. Uh, I, I, it's definitely not a landslide to Jaw. I would be very accepting of arguments. Um, and then the last guy would be Bam. Uh, I love Bam Adebayo. Uh, he's just it, like if his block on Tatum doesn't say enough, then I don't know what does. I mean that man lives for the moment as well. Uh, he's a clutch player. He fought hard for the Heat a couple of years ago. They have such a good, um, uh, such a good foundation there in Miami between him and Jimmy Butler. I mean, there's just not like two guys I could think of that want it more than they do. Um, and I mean, they tasted victory towards the end of uh, that Buck series, and it just it was kind of like slipped right out of their hands. And so I I think they're going to be fighting for it and. Um, again, it's another guy that I can't really evaluate too were, well because he hasn't like carried a they team. They were in the finals own. two years ago. In I the know. Bubble. I know. It's lost to the Lakers. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, so I don't they lost that to the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I mean, I, I, I love Bam, and so I, I don't want to say that Jaw's clear shot over him because I, I would be willing to accept arguments of having him over Jaw. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. But that ends our segment. Let us know if you think John Morant at a consensus 12th overall as best player in the NBA right now is too high, too low. We'll put uh, we'll put a poll out um, and you can make your your choice um, if that's too high or too low of a rating. Um, but as always, fans, we love you guys. Um, and shout out to Mama Beal for being our top fan right now. Um, and for, for tuning into the show, um, I just wanted to say thank you as a shout out here at the end. Um, we're going to shout out many of our greatest fans. Um, my parents are also huge fans of the show, um, but a special shout out here to Mama Beal. Um, yeah, thank you for That's listening awesome and, fans. and yep. supporting us. Um, but we, we love you all. Um, thank you all for tuning into the show, and we'll continue to shout out um, our most active fans, um, just as an appreciation for y'all, um, and feel free to engage with us on Instagram, Twitter, or, or in these polls, um, yeah, at Yank Your Socks Off, at YYSO Podcast, um, yeah, and thank you all, have a great sunset, sunrise, evening, night, 
morning, I don't know, brisk, I, I, different lunar brunch, whatever you're doing right now, enjoy it. Life's too short to not enjoy things. Be optimistic as we are. MLB will be back at some point and we'll have a lot more to talk about that we know Absolutely. more about. Yep. Um, yeah, Can't wait. That, that does it for me. Um, um, yeah, and I'll, I'll end off on a good note. It is um, Employee Appreciation Day. And so I would like to uh, give a shout out to my co-host. Um, he's not my employee, but we work together on this podcast. And, uh, you know, makes me very happy every week to record this podcast. And he stuck through three recordings with me this week. So I just want to show my appreciation for, uh, uh, for my, my co-host here and uh, thank him for, for being a good person to work with and my best bud. Thank you, brother. I, uh, I love you. Um, I love you, brother. Love you too, brother. And uh, there's, there's no one I'd rather do this with, even if it's just a good excuse for us to, to get to talk every week. But um, I hope the fans have enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, and I don't want to get too, uh, too, too bromance-like right now. But um, I appreciate you as, as, as an employee appreciation day as well, because we also you also sat through these three episodes. And, and now it's creeping into Friday night um, of taping where we'd be doing other things. So go enjoy your dinner. Um, for those of you who... I don't know. Like I said, whatever you're doing right now um, that you're listening to this, thank you. Um, and we appreciate you just as we appreciate, appreciate each other. Um, we love you guys. Um, yep. Yeah. Love you all. And uh, I think we'll all agree on this, but uh, Manfred sucks. <laughs>